This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, today we will have our segment-based podcast, if you will, episode. Thursday episodes, as always, are going to be kind of uh, segment-based. That way we can do our recording and still meet contractual obligations as defined by the Hockey Podcast Network. So... Uh, actually, we kind of like it best this way. We get to record all in one day and express our opinions. Uh, Sometimes in an interview on Thursdays. Yeah, usually. When, you know, we're pretty flexible. I like to think we're flexible, right, Polly? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if there's a change, you know, maybe it'll be a... If, if, you, like, if you like a schedule, I mean, I don't know, I can't promise anything, but if you like some surprises every once in a while, you'll love this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we like to sprinkle it in. Yeah, just uh, every once in a while, have some have some uh, guest speakers in. Um, we've got literally none on on deck right now, but who knows? That Someday. could change. Someday. Yeah, but that's basically just means that nobody wants to talk to us. But that's okay. You know, I mean, we're out here chugging along, um, Caps fans. <laughs> Before I get off on too much of a tangent, again, we'll have the Hockey Troll Hip Check and Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes. Uh, the Hip Check's going to cover a little bit of uh, some hate that I've seen on social media, which I think is unwarranted. And Polly, where generally his segment is quite positive, uh, his first line of his outline says, Hockey presidents that piss me off. <laughs> so... I guess Polly's going to be bitching too. It's just going to be a big bitch fest. We're just going to cry and whine to you and hopefully you will uh, feel good about it. So (laughs) hold on to your butts and I guess we should just crack one open, eh, Polly? Yeah. One, two, three. Well, you know, speaking of beer, I want to mention what I got here. Yeah, tell the... So wait, so wait, 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 wait. Okay. All right, yeah, tell them. I got Heineken 0.0. So, this is a no-alcohol beer. And, you know, traditionally... Here, non- pour some of that in here. I just want to try it. Yeah, oh, okay, Paul. Just give me the fucking shittiest little drink. So... Non-alcoholic <laughs> beer. Okay. Traditionally... Oh, uh, it smells like Heineken. Farts. I think it's... I think it tastes just like a regular Heineken. It tastes like a watered-down Heineken, yes. If you were drinking out of a keg, would you really notice the difference? Probably not. Yeah. Probably Um, not. So if you truly like the taste of beer and don't necessarily want the alcohol, it's really good. And, you know, traditional non-alcoholics are, like, less than 0.5%. This is, you know, zero. Complete zero. So it's like a Coke. Right. But less calories, less carbs. So my dad told me that back in the day, in like the 60s of his college days, or yeah, my dad's old, <laughs> uh, but you could get non-alcoholic beer and then near beer, which was like 1%. And I think non-alcoholic, like O'Doul's is like point 
like I don't know what it would tell it's me. like point five or less than point, point five. Yeah, less than point five percent, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like near beer is like uh, maybe he, that's what he just thought is non-alcoholic beer, but you, he could go out to bars at like certain ages, and because it, it differed amongst county and state lines, from what I understand. But if you're out at a bar, uh, and like I guess as an 18 year old, you could get wasted on near beer, yeah, or drink. On regular beer, but then like only near beer was something that you could drink. I don't know. There's some, he was from the Missouri. So the Midwest, uh, had a bunch of convoluted, uh, things. He actually told me he got arrested because he was taking a piss or something (laughs) out somewhere and he would been drinking, but it was illegal for him to be 18 and drinking at that county or state. He didn't know that. Right. Uh, see, yeah, that's it's good at least now that the it's like a nationwide thing, so you don't have that mix up. Right. So tell me, can you is is like a sixteen year old? Can I go in and buy that Heineken? No. So they still did. I they've ID'd me every time I've bought this beer. I bought it twice, and I think it's kind of ridiculous if it's got zero percent. But maybe they think people would like swap out bottles or something with you know because with a the like the six pack of bottles it's not sealed okay so somebody could swap it for regular heineken yeah but wouldn't they want wouldn't they want to be like what the fuck no i'm sure it's because it's beer and you don't want they don't want children getting a taste for beer well i'm sure that's part of it but i mean i just i think (laughs) I think there would that would be a way around the system. You could go to the beer aisle, get a non-alcoholic and a regular. If you were a kid, you're saying. Yeah, you put oh, the okay. bottles in the 0%, and if they didn't ID you, then you could right. sneak out beer that way. Okay. Um, so it's good. All right, know? well, tell uh, tell the viewers that you don't have, like, some weird, some, like, problem. I don't it's have a not, problem. It's I not just, because you're, you're, you're. Like an, an alcoholic that needs to not drink. No, I've just decided to cut back on my alcohol intake, and it's just a good substitute if you want less alcohol. And so, what is the reason behind not wanting to drink alcohol? Um, I mean, I don't really like the effects of it, so if I can enjoy the the taste of beer and not have a hangover the next day. Ah, uh, okay. You're talking about the the after effects. Well, yeah, I mean, getting drunk's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but. I was about to say, like, Polly, you're really uh, going back on, you know, years of experiences. So, not really sure where that's coming from. But uh, if you didn't like the, you know, almost decade of fucking memories we have made together... <laughs> Drunk as shit. Take it personally, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I kind of am. Yeah. It's fucked up. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, Caps fans, have no fear, though. Uh, <clears throat> HT himself, i.e. me, Hockey Troll is, is riding steady with the Yingers. So, Yingling... Um, Started off with whiskey, didn't you? Yeah, I had a, had a little bit of a... I had a highball, a whiskey rye highball. Uh, this, uh, that... 
place down in Somersville that your wife's from uh, has this place called like I think it's what's it Elijah Morgan. Yeah, and the there's a Kirkwood winery. They're yes. they're together. Sponsor us, and um, so I went and took a tour of their of their quote unquote distillery, and it is straight up. It is a straight up West Virginia still, very very well made one. Has uh, has inlets to water, like hooked up water hookups, gas hookups. It's got all sorts of shit. It's it's a very modern still, but at this, you know, so like, obviously the gas comes into a burner underneath, you light the fucking burner, and then you, the water comes in to, to like clean it out and, and whatnot and uh, do whatever it needs to do to, to dilute your mash, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a fucking... Was it interesting though? Oh, super. I mean, it was, uh, it was actually really incredible that they could distill that amount of liquor in what was basically the size of a water heater in your house. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, definitely. And I bought, I've bought their bourbon, which is basically moonshine bourbon. It was really good. Uh, bought their, uh, whiskey rye, which is clear, uh, again, you know, for obvious reasons. And I've been mixing it with ginger ale. So ginger ale is a, a good mixer. It is for whiskey, especially. So uh, just you know, it's a regular highball. You know, uh, whiskey with sweet shit. Well, if you're ever traveling through the state of West Virginia, right down through the middle on Route 19 in Summersville, you can get some of these drinks that yep. Troll has talked about. I say uh, Morgan. Yep, recommend their wine. Definitely recommend all of their spirits. Uh, pretty cool little shop. Won't rip you off. I mean, it, you know, they're they're not they're not cheap, but they're not like ridiculous. I think like a a bottle of their aged bourbon, which was aged for over a year, uh, forty or fifty bucks. Which for a bottle of bourbon, you know, good bottle. That's Woodford prices. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 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 with it. Um, also a great little lake there, big lake. Yeah, it's a. It's a good touristy town. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I don't know how we got on that tangent, yeah. but for some reason, Polly doesn't want to drink, and I fully respect that he doesn't want to drink alcohol. Uh, but you did come into me and say, "Oh, hey, well, it's uh, th- there's not a lot of calories in it." And I was like, "If you wanted to like save calories, you just drink like vodka." Well, it's it's twofold. Right. No Exa- alcohol. And I didn't. Yeah. But the cool thing is, the number of calories, 69. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 69 calories in a bottle of Heineken 0.0. So check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, I think we've uh, really beat the horse dead on um, on this <laughs> ridiculous yeah. subject. So. It's already glue at this point. Right, right. All right, Caps fans, stay tuned for... The Hockey Troll Hip Check. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. All right, Caps fans, I have a bit of a bone to pick with non-Caps fans, haters, laughing at so many of the depth depth moves that we've made thus far. 
Uh, and you know, it's pure jealousy, obviously. And, and, you know, it's just cue. I'm sure you've seen it. Caps fans cue the oldest NHL team tropes, which yeah. Okay. As of right now, we could, we may or may not be, um, you know, just to review, uh, we've got Shiri who's almost 30, uh, or is 30 already. I don't know. Polly, is he, do you know? I'm not sure. I yeah, thought, but I thought he was high twenties. Yeah. He's older. He's in his late twenties, if not 30. Uh, I think he's going to be a solid third liner. He'll probably see the ice in this role, but if he sucks, we're going to have three guys to move into his place. Right. Uh, again, that's a guy we played league minimum for Chara, the big one, you know, going to be able to move up and down the lineup, probably a third pairing to second pairing guy. I think that we're going to probably see Chara in a more like, I, I, I feel like, cause Chara's a lefty, correct? Yeah. I feel like he is going to be slotted in on a lot of different roles. And the beauty of it is that you would think a veteran of his stature would be able to fit in in a first line, second line, third line, power power play, penalty kill, any role in hockey. A 43-year-old veteran who's going to be destined for the first ballot Hall of Fame should be able to slot in in any of those positions, right, Paul? It's kind of like having hockey troll on your beer league team. Absolutely. Yes. Right. I can play forward. I can play center. I can play left wing. I can play goalie. Paul, you've seen me play goalie, right? Haven't you? I don't think so. Yeah. That one time at Beer League. Yeah, I played goalie. And you guys played played an incredible game. And we lost by one because of you guys. I don't think I was there for that. Mm. You were... no, you played goalie and I was yeah, getting it. Yeah, I played goalie no. and you guys ate like 10 shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in beer league. Great. Awesome. We did win. It was yeah, a we big won. Big game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, oh, Char is 43. You know what? Char was one of the above 35 uh, best players in the league as far as, you know, goal differential goes. So, I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, he's... I mean, imagine the Greek tra- tragedy of having a fucking Hall of Famer on your third pairing at league minimum. So the same thing here. If he shits the bed, he's benched. And you don't feel like you're, you're quote-unquote cap obligated to play this guy. I mean, how many times have you seen players out there or coaches or teams out there say, oh, we need to play this guy. We pay him too much to bench him. In all sports, right, right. Paul? You you follow more sports than I do, but is this a common thing amongst most sports? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say in the NFL, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are left in there for longer than they should be, and teams waste games because they've paid a guy so much money, right. they don't want to put it in his backup. Yeah, and you see that all over the NHL all the time. I mean, you know, you're never going to bench, you know, knock on wood. We'll never bench Ovechkin, right? Right. Uh, but that hard, you know, we talked to Stefan Brunner a couple, you know, months ago, and he was like, dude, that, you know, inevitably that conversation is going to have to happen is to win Ovi and Backstrom have that reduced role. Right. So we'll see. Uh, and then thirdly, Craig Anderson gets a PTO. You know, I don't understand why people are laughing at that either. It's not an instant sign. In fact, uh, you know, it's probably 
there to see how the young tendies respond to real pressure during training camp. I am of the mind that Craig Anderson does not get signed here. I think that they're going to pay him, you know, $10,000 or whatever it is to like a PTO contract to come in, play for a couple of weeks through training camp, you know, and push the guys. And I think Craig Anderson might be in on that, Polly. And I think you have a differing opinion. Tell me about it. Yeah, I think um, I wouldn't hate to see him be taxied. You know, they've got this new thing this year with the taxi. We've talked about it. And he's basically be a traveling healthy scratch. And say both goalies go down, I think they can yeah. come and play during the Immediately. Game. Yeah. He like, yeah, he's like a – all those guys are like black diamonds. So they travel with the team. They practice with the team. The only stipulation to the taxi rule is that they cannot go to the AHL. Like you can't, you can't demote them. They have to be. They're basically NHL extras, and only that. So they can practice and play with the team. They just never get the game time situation of AHL games. Yeah, and I think if if they're not limited to three by two rostered and one on the taxi, say they could have two on the taxi. I think there's definitely a place for Craig Anderson at that point. So you'd be willing to take four goalies into battle, is what you're saying, basically? Well, I mean, with with the hole that just keeps getting bigger with Holpe and then Lundqvist, yeah. and Samsonov is great, but he and Vitek still really need to prove themselves. Sure. Um, I think in Phoenix Copley might might work his way in there. I mean, he's played for the Caps. He's got a shutout in his career. Yeah, and he's played for the he's I was kind of I was kind of liking him, honestly, cuz I I'm almost positive the Caps drafted him, shipped him to St. Louis and then bought him back. So, I look at Phoenix Copley as somebody who has a lot of potential but has never lived up yet. And he's aging to a point where he will never be a backup or a full-time NHLer at all. Uh, so this may be his chance. And the wild card here is Zach Vukale, who who knows uh, what he's going to be doing. He was, he was a Montreal draft pick and at one point was going to be a top 10 goalie in the world. Did not happen that way and has spent most of his time in the ECHL. He's been called up from the Stingrays. Literally, just like Gandalf, as as our friend Tom Franklin has put on our Slack, like the Gandalf call to arms, everybody far and wide, come to the Capitals. <laughs> if you can fucking hold a, hold a goalie stick and, and strap the pads on, come on into the Washington Capitals training camp and figure it the fuck out on the spot. And and if you're good, we'll give you a shot. That's kind of how I feel. Um, I, you know... There's some free agents on goaltending who are all old. Uh, I think Craig Anderson is probably the best. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I one of them at least. Um, definitely the most tenured. I.e., I guess you could say the one with the best pedigree in the sense that he has been the farthest of all of the ones that were on the wire. Right. So I would think like Craig Anderson going to Stanley Cup. Where the Eastern Conference Finals, one of the better goaltenders that were available. Uh, anyways, 
The point is, all that to say is that this is a PTO. He may not get signed. And we may just roll with the with the goaltenders that we're in. He may have just been a little sprinkle sprinkle to be like, yo, this is a real bona fide goaltender who has had multiple years in the league as a starter. You young whippersnappers need to figure it the fuck out and start fucking playing like you really want it. Or we're going to sign Craig fucking Anderson, you know, grandpa over you, right? Yeah, and I, I think that is the exact kind of shit they do to these guys. So Right, and it's needed, though. It's yeah. needed for these young guys, you know, I think. A check I on think. their arrogance. Right, yeah. Bring them back down to earth. Put them, put them down a peg or two. Uh, now, I think George Mc, or I mean, Brian McClellan, I think GMBM, is being incredibly shrewd and using the money that he's got very wise, like incredibly, incre- like he's stretching every penny, squeezing every ounce of value out of each penny, penny, honestly. Um, so, you know, think about this, like imagine playing a team whose top line could be like Ovi, Backstrom, Wilson, and the defense is like Siegenthaler and Chara. Like you're going to get beat up and you better not like chill. You better not like fall asleep because you get scored on immediately, right? You think you don't think it would be uh, Chara and Carlson? I don't, and the reason I say that is because in a normal times, if Ovi and Wilson aren't being centered by Kuznetsov, it should be Backstrom, honestly, because he's more. He's I think he's more. Um. I think OV, and I think the numbers actually back me up here, is more effective with Backstrom. Mm-hmm. And Wilson's just out there to create space yeah. and wreck havoc and bang, right? So the defensive pairing, Siegenthaler, who is, uh, you know, I think he's what? Is he Slovakian? No, Siegenthaler. He, uh, anyways, Chara and Siegenthaler is probably the best match right now. But I, like I said, I think Chara can go up and down anywhere. I think Chara can play with anybody, yeah. even another lefty. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so that's the conservative. Like, that's probably maybe how it mixes out, you know? Put the put the old guy, you know, the, the veteran with Siegenthaler, our main defensive prospect, right? right. Our main defensive young guy, right? Um, because Which is what he was doing in Boston, playing with McAvoy. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Though McAvoy and Char were probably a top pair there, right? Yeah. Yeah. McAvoy's a stud. Mm-hmm. You know, so is Char. Um, and so I look at Siegenthaler as a puck mover. Char also as a puck mover, but really a defensive, a defensive juggernaut, right? Yeah. I think that both of those guys' games are kind of a shutdown pair. I think both of them could be a shutdown pair, honestly. I, I really do. You know, Siegenthaler's a good skater. Chara's just going to take up a ton of space. They could vibe off each other. Uh, but again, that's a conservative matchup. Like, think about, like, all right, so if I'm <laughs> Lavulette and I'm getting blown out 6 nothing, right, um, I would just put together a fuck you line of, like, Ovi, Dowd, Wilson, and then Dylan and Chara, or even, like, Orlov and Charla. Chara or Orlov and Dylan and just go out there and be like, you know what? There's five minutes left in the game. I, we're not going to win, 
let's just make their lives suck. Make them know, you know, they came to DC and fucked around and and they're going to have the, you know, ridiculous Percocet Vicodin cocktail doubling up, double shots of those going on the plane right home. You know, the... I I think that that the, the I think the lineup that the Capitals have doubled down on right now are going to make teams really scared of the puck. I like that. I do too. It's DC hockey, baby. I love it. And the kicker about it is that they've doubled down. I think in this strategy where most teams haven't, because they know they're going to see the same team seven, eight times, eight times. You're gonna have to play each team eight fucking times. So every time you see the Washington Capitals, you're going to be scared. You're going to know that you're going to be in pain. And I think that that's just a smart way to dominate the regular season. You know, playoffs may be a different story. But, again, playoffs, you're thinking you're going to either play a division rival in the first or second round. If not... Somebody within like your conference, which conference are all fucked up right now. Right? No, I think the first two rounds are all division. It's all division. <laughs> so then, then there you go. And then they reseed after that. Right. So boom, there you go, man. I mean, this is a, a bit of a on the nose, hard nose attempt at old school hockey, but I like it. No one else has done this in the league. I don't think double down on just being hard to play against. Just, okay, yeah, we might not kill you with our blazing speed. We might not get highlight reel goals other than Ovi teeing it off from the left circle. <clears throat> and our other, you know, Kuznetsov. Like, but but you think about, like, all of the things that could go right for this team. And one, if everything goes wrong, you just know that they're going to be hard to play against, right? You yeah. know that you, every opponent's going to get banged up against the against the boards, and that's just, that's just how it's going to be. Uh, so... I, I'm with it. And you know what? To the haters, I say, who are just shitting on us, like, oh, washed, old, you know, I just have one quote from a very famous film. And it's, that's how you're going to beat them, Butch. They keep underestimating you. Polly, 10 bonus, 10 life points if you can name that film. Die Hard. You fucking idiot. You're close. Same character. How did you know? Why'd you why did you pick Die Hard? It just sounded like that style of movie. So so this is a line of actually Bruce Willis talking to himself uh in Pulp Fiction. You know I've seen the movie Yeah, I made you a couple watch of it. times. Yeah, I made you watch it and yeah. you were not impressed or could not keep up with it cognitively as well, well. It was it was a lot of back and forth. But uh, no, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it now. It was it was just a different style than what I was used to. But yeah, I agree with that quote. And uh, I should have known the quote. Yes, you should have. Uh, Sidebar. Ten man points taken away. Sidebar. Did mm-hmm. you see that Christmas commercial with John Travolta as Santa and Samuel L. Jackson? He's like Skyping Santa. No. Yeah. And then apparently the other character is supposed to be like Uma Thurman's Thurman's character in Pulp Fiction. It's a Capital One commercial. I'll have to check it out. 
You can't. You have to really look to see that it's John Travolta being Santa. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, tweet at me and tell me I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I think that's true. All right, all right. Well, I'm. That's a bit of a rant for me. Um, it's been a long time since I had a good rant. I think. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Feels good. Yeah. I get, you look. You look very relieved. Yeah. I think I'm starting to get like drunk. So. I'm not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Five beers, I don't feel a thing. I'm very sorry for you. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's t- let's get into our internal promo, our network promo, bar down breakdown. So after the break, we'll come back. We'll hit off snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band, and every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear Montreal jerseys. And then I was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. All right, that's Bar Down Breakdown. Check them out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Alter- alternative music. If if you've ever played any of the NHL video games, you will hear a lot of it. So they're really on to something there, talking about the, the crossover between the two. Absolutely. So, Polly, <clears throat> I just, you know... I was just as like a quick aside. I'm very disappointed that I haven't been able to golf lately. Yeah, after you got all that nice stuff for Christmas. I know it's the worst. I need to go. Like we need to move to Florida. No. Why? Because you know what's good about cold weather is a lot of like fucked up shit dies or hibernates. I don't know what that means. Bugs and snakes and spiders. Are you a, are you afraid of bugs and spiders? Not bugs and snakes. Well, I don't. What's wanna... your what's your what animal do you fear the most? Probably venomous snakes, because you can just not know they're there, and with one freaking bite, you're dead. So. so... So I'm gonna if if I like dropped like a, a snake on you, oh that wouldn't freak you out. I don't know. I don't know. It might, but <laughs> would you? Your reaction would probably cause it to bite you. You think? Probably it's probably gonna get well maybe because it won't be in like striking position. But those little fuckers, like you can't uh-huh. you can't defend yourself against a snake. Uh, you just grab it and throw it away. How about that? When you go to grab it, it's going to bite you. Depending on what kind of snake it is, yeah. 
Maybe. Anything that's venomous is going to be faster than you. Quicker than you. Uh, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to... I have the muscle composition of an elite power athlete. Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, what animal are you most afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything in life ever. Yeah, okay. I'm not afraid of, of animals. Certain animals freak me out, like, especially when they move quick. <laughs> well, yeah. That just, like, startles me, but I'm not, like, deathly afraid of them. I mean, chimpanzees are terrifying. Yeah. What? What? So, yeah. So are gorillas. <laughs> right. I mean, you're talking about, like, massive animals? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yes. If an elephant or a rhino was, like, charging me, I'd probably be pretty scared. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Elephants can be real sons of bitches. <laughs> They're just, like... They'll stampede people. They take out farms in South Africa. South Africa? Do they? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't know what that aside was about. I'm sorry, Caps fans. But I just wanted a little bit of a us talking before we get into Polly's segment. So, Polly, are you ready for your snack time? Yeah. All right. Here it is. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. All right, so um, we're going to talk about hockey precedents that I really don't like. Not presidents. Not presidents. Like, like. Future President Joe Biden, but precedent. Precedent. So standards that have been set throughout the years. Okay. So my first one is along the lines of officiating. Oh yeah. So I don't like that we've gotten to the point where guys don't actually have to get to the red line before they dump it, and they like. If they get close enough, they won't call icing. I I've seen this. I have seen this. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Yeah, and you know, so like, what's the point of the rule if it won't be enforced? Um, you know, to the extent of it, that's like in saying in football. You know, like uh, his toe was out of bounds, not his whole foot. So I'm not going to call that. You know, like it's that's kind of what it equates to is making that exception there. And right. And to go further on officiating, they let so much shit go in front of the net. They let it turn into a damn cage fight. Right. They're cross-checking and tripping and interfering, doing all kinds of stuff. But then they'll call, like, the ticky-tack stuff. If it's away from the net, yeah. Away from the net, exactly. And... I don't understand, and trust me, I love all the the rough stuff that goes on in hockey, but why did we get to the point where, like, all this post-whistle shit aren't penalties, except when they feel like calling a penalty? Well, so here's the thing. I think that the stuff after a shot in the NHL. Now we're talking the NHL 
purely, right? Yeah, because it's a little more strict in different leagues. Yeah, so if we're talking about the NHL, uh, and I think that in front of the net is a little bit more of a free-for-all. Like, so if you're going to stand on the edge of the crease in any league, you should be prepared for some sort of punishment. And I do think that 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 they the refs write that off as incidental contact, i.e. jockeying for position. Um, and you're right. I mean, hockey officiating, I'm sure. I try to think back to like when when I when I first started watching hockey and like there were so many things about hockey that confused me. Every call, every offsides, icing, all that shit confused the fuck out of me when I first started playing and watching hockey. But as I, you know, watched more hockey, I just you just become ingrained and like that's just how it is, right? Yeah. And I feel like the the stuff in front of the net should be that way. To be completely honest, if you're going to, you know, and that's makes it easy on defenders. Like the amount of cheap shit that I've pulled in front of a net as a defender is, is you know, I should be, you know, I guess expelled from playing hockey, you know, uh, but at the same time, you know, I think that it's kind of, as like a kid, it's kind of cool to like realize, okay, well, I need to move this person and like leaning on him is not going to do it. So I need to figure out other ways to do it. Right. Uh, you know, favorite stick sideways coming from like the person's side, basically behind their front, their leg that's facing you, but in front of their leg that's farthest away. And then you push your, push your top hand with one hand, you can move them. Push your top hand and just punch it straight out. That's called the corkscrew. Corkscrew someone out. And then and then their skates are facing like the the sideboards. They're an easy push, right? right? So you corkscrew and push and they're gliding away out away from your net, right? Mm-hmm. Another one uh, that I've done a ton in college, being outmanned, a big man in front of the net. Kicking their feet out from under them, right? A big a big guy just fucking from behind, just kick one of the feet out and, you know, be there close to them so they don't fall and bust their head. But kick their foot out and then move them that way. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that occurring, but it's never really been written into the rules. And it's just been kind of like, this is how we call it, not this is the rule. And that makes it hard for me to explain to non-hockey players and new fans. And then I get frustrated with it. And I've been a referee and I didn't call all that stuff because I know how it's called, even though I disagree with it. Right. And again, I don't disagree with it happening. I disagree with it not being made official that you're allowed to just fuck people up in front of the net. They may say it tactfully, like you said, jockeying for position. Right. But they need to be like, no, these guys can cross-check and beat the shit out of each other. So Put that in the rule book. I think that that technically goes under, like, uh, incidental contact, though. So, like, let me ask you this. Let's say, because this is all under the assumption that the puck is away. Yeah, say the puck's at the point. 
Right. Now, if there's a defenseman and a forward in the corner, and they are, I don't know, just standing there, nobody has the intention of moving anywhere, and just kind of like pushing each other, does that get called? Probably not. Right? Yeah. I mean, now that would be that would there would no there'd be really very little reason that that would happen, but yeah, I mean stuff like that's not going to get called until something ridiculous happens, right? Like someone goes high. Yeah. And you know, it's it's just, it's just like that's why hockey's so great. It's it's because like there's always limits, right? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna mistreat someone, you're allowed to mistreat them to a certain point, but once you like hit him in the head or once you take them out, take their skates out from under them, that becomes cheap. I think that's kind of like the the whole. I think that's an all hockey content contact. I mean, that's kind of the consensus, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and and that's just again what what's frustrating about explaining it to a new a new fan is like this stuff doesn't bother me as a player. It right. bothers me that it's not defined. Yeah, it's, totally it's, unwritten. It's totally understood. Unwritten. Yeah, and uh, that is that's what bothers me. Like, let's let's make the shit official, right? Because I think that legitim legitimizes it. The NHL rule book or the hockey rule book in general might as well just be like a, a cheat sheet, like one of those like <laughs> ridiculous sheets that's like laminated front and back and just gets stuck. On your like uh, lunch break rooms fucking bulletin board, that's like yeah. the fucking NHL rules, right? Uh, and I agree, man. I mean, uh, it's it's. I agree to that point. I just don't think that the game needs to change, though. Like, I, I like I like being able to like basically fuck someone up in front of the net legally. Yeah, yeah. Keep and, the game. Just update the rule book. And what would the rules say? Like, in front of the net equals jail rules. I mean, they could probably put it more politically, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, incidental count, all incidental contact allowed in front of. Or, yeah, incidental contact is allowed up to the discretion of the referee. Right, but that's ridiculous to put that in a rule, in writing. That's right, because, like, what's the discretion? Fuck the refs. The refs gave fucking back-to-back cups to the, the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I don't know what to say there. You know, I mean, that's not that. That's not. I don't want. I of all of the rule calling that is in hockey, the people that I want calling the rules the least are the fucking referees. That's what they're there for. <laughs> I know, I know, and that's why I hate them the most. <laughs> but I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, it's an interesting subject you do bring up, and it's high. It's incredibly valid because you're right. This is not in the rule books. And what I would assume that that, specifically the referee, the ruffian uh, behavior in front of the net goes under would be like incidental contact rules. Yeah. And, you know. That, and they that, cover it there, but it's loose. That creates it. It's it's addressed, but it's a gray area. Sure. And so much of hockey is. Yeah. Well, moving away from the refs. Yeah. Something that, or did you have something more to say there? No, no, no. So, this is I I love fights. I love sure. I love the nastiness. I love the nonsense. Yeah. What I can't stand is when a fight or a complete brawl, Donnybrook breaks out, 
after a clean hit. Listen, hockey has rules, okay? So if you follow those rules, I don't give a fuck if you hit the star player or the fourth line left wing. If you lay someone out and it's within the rules, you shouldn't have to quote-unquote answer the bell. If it's a if it's a dirty hit, then yes, I understand that. And I think it is changing a little bit as the goons go away. But something that I, you know, I hate seeing highlights where a guy gets hit clean and then they fight. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and back in the day, and, you know, if you watched, you know, Ice Guardians, mm-hmm. they say, like, I didn't know what the fucking fine. I knew what the fucking fine was uh, for hitting Chelios, and that was I'd have to deal with fucking Probert. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'd have uh, Joey uh, fucking Kosher all over my ass. Like I, I get that, man. Like I, I do. Uh, and they were probably clean hits. A lot of those, right? Yeah, if you're gonna take a run, yeah, but. And and the, again, back to like the rules of hockey are so fucked up yeah. to people, especially and especially people like I don't. I could see, I understand why any person loves hockey, especially they see it live. It's the greatest sport on earth to watch. It's mm-hmm. just there's so much like theater involved with like, holy fuck, these guys are out there skating on ice. We're indoor generally. Um, the shooting pucks, like, there's fucking goalies look like goddamn monsters in the net. You can't even tell they're human. Like, uh, it's an amazing sport if you just kind of, like, take a step back, right? Uh, and us being involved in it for, since, you know, for two plus decades, it's been um, quite the ride. But we understand, like, oh, yeah, you know, a clean hit's a clean hit. Um, though, where is the line? This is so undefinable. Like, where is the line? Okay, so here, here's an here's a, here's, a, here's just like a quick aside. Like, how many times have you tried to explain like to your liney when they can come off the ice? Like, hey, <clears throat> when I do this and this and this, like on that last play, you uh, you need to do this, this, and this, and they're like, you mean this other play? And then they explain like a play that is completely unrelated to what you're talking about. Happens all the time to me. Yeah. Right? Like, you, they're seeing something different, different perspective, whatever the fuck. This is, I mean, objectivity in, in hockey, I think, is, like, a, a non-existent. Um, so, if the majority rules, or, like, at least if, like, one badass says, that was a dirty hit, or you're taking runs, you know, or you're, like... You know, you're being a little overzealous, run around like fucking reckless. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. That could be that person's opinion. <laughs> or was he really? You know, I don't know. How do you pull these things? And again, back to your point, it's not written. Um, I do agree, though. Fights shouldn't happen after clean hits. Yeah. There's no, there's no bell answering after a clean hit. That's yeah. not answering bell. That's just be. intimidation. Yeah. You call it what it is. You're just trying to fucking intimidate somebody by fighting them and showing that the other team, and again, you know, it's the game within the game. It's it's still a valid thing, but less valid in morality and less rooted in morality than actually answering the bell 
for doing a bad hit or taking somebody high or slew footing them into the boards or whatever. Yeah. That, those are all things. Those are all legal things are things that you should answer the bell for. Right. Right. But like, yeah. you're right. Clean hits. Yeah. And you know, I, I think what I could equate that to like in another sport, can you imagine if a fight broke out every time somebody set a good pick in basketball and the guy <laughs> fell running into somebody? Well, you know that nobody in basketball can fight. They're all pussies. I know. And Did and you... I, I'm i just trying <laughs> to yes. you know, like equate it to another sport. Or sure. Like in football, like if a fight broke out every time a running back ran over somebody, you know? I agree. Like, and so really it just, it brings me back to the quote, and I think it's Don Cherry. It, it's a, a show or a movie. Yeah. Keep your head up, kid. Yeah, right, right. You know. No, no doubt. Um, and it's funny, it's funny that you bring up like that, fo- did you see that football brawl, Tulsa? Oh my god, did you see number fucking four? Em- yeah, embarrassing. What a coward. They're all cowards. They're yeah. all fucking pussies. Everybody's grabbing helmets to put them back on. Well, I mean, that that that's smart, but I at least admire the guys who kept their helmet off. Yeah. You're a pussy if you put your helmet on in a football fight. Yeah. These kids, I mean, if I was going to fight a football player, I wouldn't even care. Like, I would just be like, buckets off, pussy. You are a pussy. You play football. You're a pussy. Football players are pussies. Right, Paul? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I've seen some pretty tough ones. Yeah, I have too, but not in a fighting sense. So you punch them in the mouth, they get mad and like, ooh. Like, look, man, I'm not – football players are soft, dude. I'm, I stand by it, man. I, I have to say it. You know, me now, I'm I'm fat and old, but in my prime, like if a football player was like, I'm going to fight you, I'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> I think you would have struggled with an offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, I would have. Um, probably. But at the same point, I would have probably at least gotten a couple licks in. Yeah. Good ones. I'd have stumbled. I'd have staggered him. Those are all my beard <laughs> tops. All right, what's your what's your last? What's your so last my bitch last here? bitch here is goalies. All right, first no, of all, I'm sorry, going. excuse all me right. for that. Yeah. Goalies are annoying because they're like untouchable. So I get it; it's in the rules. You cannot hit goalies no matter what. I get that, but I kind of wish you could. When they were out of their crease, handling the puck, acting like something that they're not. But, so you're talking about like this is back in the day, though, because now they can only handle the puck in the trapezoid. Well, just anytime they're handling the puck, or they could handle the puck in front of the goal line. Yeah. No. 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 They can crease or crease or trap. Oh yeah, right. Not in the corners, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Um. And I just like how in lacrosse, when the goalie leaves the crease, you can lay him out. Right. Um, but what I don't like the most is that they abuse that position. It's kind of like a quarterback pretending he's running out of bounds, and then he lowers his shoulder on you. Like, Tim Thomas, I remember one time he laid a guy out who was looking at a, a puck that was up in the air. Right. And... Like you know, goalies just—he got get called it. for that though. I think he did. Yeah, but but then 
No, he didn't have to quote unquote answer the bell. No, I think a fight broke out and he wasn't involved. Right. Um, though Tim Thomas probably would have likely answered the bell. Yeah, he would have. But just yeah. the fact that they get away with a lot of dirty shit, a lot of slashes, you know, punching people in the back or the back of the head in front of the net, like just stuff like that. And then like if someone turns around and does something back to them. Oh, There's someone protecting the goalie. Sure. I, but do you agree or disagree that goaltending is the goaltender is the most uh, important position or not? Yes or no? Yes. I believe every sport that has a goalie, the goaltender is the most important position. Well, there you go. And that's yeah. why. I get it. Yeah. And that's why. But yes, I know. You know. Polly Cupcake's out here for the common man. I completely understand it, but I, I've i got to disagree. I mean, if a goalie can come out and skate with the... I mean, if anybody has ever skated in full goalie gear with goalie, goalie skates, it's tough, right? You've done it. Yes. Yeah. To be able to, like, sprint to a court, to, like, above the goal line into, a, like, a sidewall or whatever to, like, get a puck and fire it a left-handed down the fucking ice. That shit's hard as shit. So, you know, I mean, it's just playing the game is harder for them. It is in a skater capacity, but you just wish somebody would hit a goalie. Yeah. I love watching somebody deck a goalie. Yeah. I love it. It's fucking hilarious. But when it's my goalie, you better not fucking touch. Right. Then you're dead. If you deck my goalie, then I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll fight you'll 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 face the wrath of of a thousand sons. You're gonna you're gonna have a three generation <laughs> life sentence. Right, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you know, all that said, I love the game, and I don't necessarily hate that these things exist. I just wish there was either more legitimacy or consistency to these precedents. Well, if I know anything about the NHL, you're probably shit out of luck, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Polly, um, next next week, I'd like a little bit more of a positive uh, spin on things, all right? Because I'm the one that's supposed to be bitching about things. And we bitch about refs enough. You know, the ones that gave the Penguins two back-to-back cups, those type of refs. Hmm. But, uh... You know, I don't know. I don't know. You must have been on one this this week. Yeah, you know, and maybe as we get one week closer to the season, I'll have something happier to talk about. Yeah, the heavens will open up and shine their light upon Polly Cupcakes, St. Paul, as they as you've been named after. Yeah. You have anything else, man? Well, I actually had a nickname in high school. A couple guys called me Pope Paul. Pope Paul. Yeah. The pious. Yeah, you know. Was he pious? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember any of the Pope Pauls, but there were John Pauls. Yeah, and I heard that you when you become a Pope you get to like pick your own name. Yeah, they pick they pick like a Pope name. Yeah. Right. You could be pious. Yeah, like Pope Francis, his name wasn't Francis. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It'd be Pope Hockey Troll. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Pope right. Cupcake. Yeah, Pope Cupcake. There you go. That's idiocracy in full swing, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else, Paulie? 
No, I don't think so. Well, Caps fans, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you like our podcast, please go to wherever you're listening and rate us five stars only. Five stars only. And uh, until next week, we'll see you on Monday. Again, Caps Talk. Then Thursday, we'll just probably rant and talk about things. Hopefully, Polly will be in a little bit of a better mood. And we'll be talking about some more positive things in his snack time segment. But you know what? He's allowed to have these, especially in the beginning of the season. All Everyone right? has rainy days. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Caps fans, until next time, stay safe. Uh, we love you. Thanks for the support. Uh, it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or oh, we're not friends anymore. <laughs>